Hi, my name is Santito. This is Crypto Kid Podcast. I'm going to be talking to you guys about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. Hello, James. Thank you for hopping on the Crypto Kid Podcast. James is a CEO of Global Liquidity Incorporation. And why don't you give a little introduction about yourself and how you got into the space? Oh yeah. Uh, hi. Yeah, I'm I'm James, CEO and technical director at Global Liquidity, and uh, I have been like full time in crypto since around 2017. I have a long background though in markets and trading. I, I used to do I used to run Wall Street trading floors in the late 90s, and then uh, developed some of the first ever sort of uh, cross exchange arbitrage automated trading systems back then. So I've always had a real deep interest in the technology of markets and trading. And it almost felt like it almost felt like an extension of gaming growing up. You know, you play, play your multiplayer games and then you go do automated trading. It was very kind of similar in my mind. And then uh, I saw everything happening in crypto in 2017 with, with like, it just felt like a whole sort of reboot and like a sort of a refresh of uh, markets. And like, it was really exciting again. And so I ended up uh, getting pretty deeply involved in starting this company in 2018 called Global Liquidity, where in one form or another, we've been seeking to bring uh, new types of technology and a, a sort of a leveled up next generation experience. First to trading, we started out thinking, trading interfaces, but now we're focusing it more on what you might call just like currency exchange, swaps, things like that, which really is trading in the background. So we're trying to build what's almost like a Spotify of currency exchange, meaning like everything is kind of a mess out there in the Pirate Bay world. Spotify came along and sort of made it like clean and nice and fun. We're trying to do the same thing with moving money around. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. So now... You are involved with Lightning Network, and that's like your primary objective with the company. What are nodes and pipelines to make Bitcoin faster? Yeah, I, I would say Lightning is like a key aspect of the company in, in terms of delivering the experience we want to deliver. The Lightning Network is, I believe, the most advanced technology for moving money that has ever been created. Of course, Bitcoin is underneath of it and is very important as the foundation, but Lightning Network builds on top of Bitcoin, this sort of peer-to-peer -peer network that allows nodes to connect with one another and to transact really fast and really efficiently in like a whole new, almost like a parallel world to the regular financial system. And uh, it's it's been getting more and more liquid and fast, as you say, uh, over the months as more and more nodes have come online. And so just getting onto the Lightning Network with your own node and making intelligent connections of your node to other nodes can uh, is, is like the first step in sort of even participating. And, in, uh, and, and as you learn how to do that, you get better at it and you get a better at processing Lightning transactions. Okay, okay. Now, how did engineers crack the code for the speed? What is it? I don't, how do they crack the code for the speed? Dig like, into that question. What do you mean? Like, so Bitcoin, it takes, the regular Bitcoin takes a while for the ah. transaction to get, to get by and, and to verify yeah. and to go through, you know, the whole process. So how, yes. how do they like speed it up and make it like instant? Yeah. What it is, it is, 
it is first off it's it's important to think in terms of uh when you're talking about building software that connects computers back for 40 50 years now always this kind of software and the hardware for that matter is built in layers they, you'd call it the net even you probably heard the term your networking stack the tcpip stack they call it a stack because there's a whole the whole stack of layers running in our computer, there's actually seven of them. Did you ever hear of that? It's called the OSI layer model, the seven layer model. Mm -hmm. And it's a seven layer, If it's a seven layer model. In fact, this is super important uh, for, I'll show a diagram of this here on my screen. I could switch over to a diagram of it that, that yeah, here, I'll switch on my desktop. There's the, there's a diagram of the OSI seven layer model. And for anyone that's listening and can't see it, it's a stack of layers that starts at the bottom with layer one called the physical layer. And then it goes to the data link layer, the network layer, the transport layer, the session layer, the presentation layer, and the application layer. And all of these layers are running in our computers and our phones at all times. For instance, uh, when you think of TCP slash IP, the reason there's a slash there is because it participates in more than one layer. So what, as we've been getting our computers to talk on the internet, it's always been in a layered fashion. And, and so what... Um, what what lightning does is it brings that model of layers to bitcoin right bitcoin is a layer which actually is sitting on that stack on the application layer so if you really want to blow someone's mind let them know that bitcoin is a layer seven protocol not a layer one <laughs> because it's on that application stack that's been being built for years so it's slow though right and it takes a long time for this consensus to be reached right but networks, computer networks around the world are actually very fast right now. You can generally expect that if you send out a message uh, onto the internet, that it will be everywhere else in the world in under half a second. I mean, maybe around 300 milliseconds. And so computer, com computers can talk to each other real fast. So what Lightning does is figures out through a, a really kind of interesting use of cryptography, how to enable Bitcoin to be moved in that faster way on this other layer. And the way that it ge generally works, it's something like a digital cryptographically based escrow system. What's escrow? Escrow is where you put money somewhere and it's held, right? You can't touch it. So like when you're doing a, a real estate deal, money will be put in escrow. So both parties are confident that it's there, right? And you can both, neither party can just take it out without like, certain ramifications. And so what Lightning does, let's say uh, you and I both have a Bitcoin node at home. And if I want to send you a Bitcoin, it's going to take 10 minutes minimum, right? No matter what, plus confirmations. But if we run, if we just look at the simplest Lightning network, you and I could both set up a Lightning network just by connecting uh, two instances of Lightning software, like LND by Lightning Labs. And what that would let us do is that would let us prove to each other that we have locked a certain amount of Bitcoin in what's called a channel. So let's say we have, you know, a, a, a one whole Bitcoin in our in our uh, node. We could say we could create a channel for, let's say, just a small amount, like one tenth of a Bitcoin. And if we put that in there, what what that means is that we can then push Bitcoin back and forth between our nodes up to the capacity of that one tenth of a Bitcoin as fast as we want up to the speed of the internet. And so it, it's almost like, a, you know how an abacus works? It's like the, the beads on an abacus, you've got mm -hmm. the beads on the left and you can move them to the right. 
That's the way Lightning Channel works. You start it up, somebody puts the Bitcoin in, and it's like the abacus is set up with the beads on one side, and then you can do transactions to push them to the other side. Now, what happens when they all get to the other side? Well, there's techniques called rebalancing so that we don't have to let, we can basically reuse that channel by sending, a. you could, for instance, send me a regular a regular Bitcoin transaction back and we could do it over again. And so there's these whole set of techniques around moving money into and out of these channels. Uh, that's kind of a long answer, but does that does that answer it? Yes, especially you made it perfectly sound sense. And especially in the fast moving world, people want fast moving results. So the way Lightning Network is going, I'm definitely for it and I'm enthusiastic about it. So like, will this attract banks though? That's a very good question. Will it attract banks? You know what? That's sort of like the analogy that I gave before of, uh, it's on my mind right now of Spotify because I was just watching this documentary. I actually really recommend it as a documentary on Netflix about the creation of Spotify. Mm-hmm. And there's an analogy here. Do you remember, I mean, you're probably old enough to remember like before Spotify when when there was like the only, there was everyone was using sites like Pirate Bay to download music. And it was like, there was the record companies over here and they were charging $18.99 for CDs. And the only other thing there was, was like what you call Pirate Bay and this file sharing and stuff like that. I kind of think like that's an analogy between banking and crypto right <laughs> the, the banks are like the record companies always trying to get that 1899 out of you right mm-hmm. and people are, are trying to use other like whatever they can to get away from having to deal with that system by using this new technology that is that is in general bitcoin and crypto loose it's kind of a, 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 a that's the analogy there so when i think about lightning i think about it more it's lightning is more like a streaming music service right like mm-hmm. spotify in a way is where the 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 banks are still running in that old record company system i think that eventually i think yes just how i remember uh how even five six years ago the idea that major banks would be involved in bitcoin custody was just not a thing that was even conceivable. And now many of them are. Uh, and they've had to because their clients demand it. So I do think that banks will eventually start participating, but I don't think they're going to be the drivers. And I think that that spells big opportunity for those of us that are not stuck in that old system to really gain some ground here and sort of uh, stake our claim in this network and in making it our network so that when the banks want to join, we'll let them in, but it will be on the terms of the network and not on their terms, which I think is very good for us. Leverage is key. Leverage is key. And that's very important. And I'm glad you brought that up. So like, what are lightning bridge ATMs? Okay. Yeah. So this is something that I'll I'll just show a little bit. This is something that I am, uh, working on at my company this is what we're doing with all this with 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 uh lightning here let's go to open up here yeah this is right here this this is lightning bridge it's changed a lot since i showed it to you before this is called lightning bridge and uh this is what we are using to bridge between Bitcoin Lightning and other layer ones and layer twos. And without even talking about like the guts of it, the details of it, I'll just show you how it works. So check this out. We're going to connect our wallet here. And the idea is we want to move money using Bitcoin Lightning from Mm -hmm. our phone, from uh, an app 
like a cash app or wallet of Satoshi that, that anyone can download onto another chain. We're going to connect a wallet here. I just connected my MetaMask. And so check this out. We can see what we, we're going to send from Bitcoin Lightning and we can receive all of these different things here. So this is all the different coins we can receive. Binance coin on Binance, we could receive it on uh, or USD coin, but we'll receive uh, USD coin, that's USD coin on Polygon right now. And so what I'm gonna do is say, how much do I wanna send? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send a dollar right here like this. And which, me, which is kind of interesting about Lightning too, you can send very small amounts of money. And so I'm gonna hit send. And it's going to send a dollar or 4,966 sats, right? Satoshis, fractions of a Bitcoin. And we're going to receive USDC on Polygon. Do you know what Polygon is? Yes. Yes. It's like, a, and what is Polygon in your words? So Polygon is like the way to transfer money fast in a faster way is what I understand it. Yes. And it is what you call a layer. On Ethereum, there's the layers again, right? It's mm -hmm. a layer two. And the pro and the, the difficult thing with that is if you want money on Polygon, you have to first get it onto Ethereum and then bridge it over to this layer, which is like a real pain. But we take that whole process out. We just hit confirm and that's it. It pulls up the QR code. And now I'm gonna send, send that dollar, a little more than a dollar from my phone. I'm gonna use hit, hit it with Cash App, which everyone has got Cash App. Look, I press the button. And now look, it's sending to the other chain. And what we're doing is, it, is notice how fast that happened, that we were able to detect it, done. Now, now we are actually, that we, we have tracked that transaction into our Lightning node, and then we have triggered a, a workflow in the cloud that dispersed those funds immediately onto the, uh, onto the destination chain. And you see, now, see that little block there? Now we're confirming we're showing you the actual confirmations on the block, on the blockchain as they come in. Uh, but if you don't want to wait for that, you can scan this little, you can scan this little QR code here and see our little robot here. If you scan mm -hmm. that QR code, it what it does is it opens up a uh it opens up a conversation with our with our your own little robot on telegram that tells you about what's happening with your with your transaction and that your transaction is finalized that is lightning bridge and um lightning there it said transaction is finalized in our in our telegram chat and that immediacy and that user experience was made possible in a large part by lightning because of how fast and importantly inexpensive it is uh, is for us to receive those funds from a phone that's not even connected to my computer in like one second and we didn't pay the credit card companies so that is that's lightning bridge okay now does that have um does that cooperate with magma lightning marketplace too Mag it's actually very interesting magma is a Magma is a marketplace for purchasing liquidity. Okay, you're getting to this whole world now of like, okay, now if I want to make sure how, that I can receive these transactions, for, for instance, into my Lightning node, we'll take a look at my Lightning node here. This is my Lightning node, right? Lightning Bridge, this is an index. And uh, the way I have not personally used Magma yet, but what Magma is for, you see all these all of these uh, channels I have, mm -hmm. River Financial, OKCoin, OK Kraken, 
right? These are my channels that provide liquidity. And, and I've actually established these channels with these or with these other companies so that I can process payments very well. What Magma is, is it, it's at Amboss. Amboss uh, it, it has this, Magma is a really cool marketplace for purchasing channel liquidity. The reason I haven't used it myself is because I know where I need the liquidity from in order to process payments from Cash App. But if you just were starting out with a Lightning node and you wanted to get some of that liquidity on your node, you could totally use Magma to buy channel liquidity. It, it, talk about a rabbit hole. You know, people talk about uh, getting into crypto and it's like it was this big rabbit hole. Once you start learning how to operate your lightning node, you're, this is like a, if anyone's watching and wants to see like a, an inner look at what a lightning node looks like. See, all, remember the abacus I talked about? Look uh -huh. on the right, all these, all these green and blue bars. That's the abacus. This is the lightning node, and you learn how to keep these things balanced, how to make it perform well, and Amboss is a tool for doing that. Okay. Now, are you considered a big mover in the network? Uh, not yet at this point, but my my node is a small node right now. It it happens to be ranked as a gold node because I have a lot of big of of uh because I have a lot of good connections. But look, I only have two hundred and nine. Uh, million sat capacity or 2.09 bitcoins which i just started on the lightning node recently and we've been scaling into it there are nodes that have hundreds of bitcoins on it but you see they're using the reason they have so much liquidity on their nodes is they are actually operating their node for the purpose of earning yield by routing transactions we can talk about that how that works i have a very particular um need which I think actually might be more interesting to a lot of people watching the show that like, what do I use it for? I'm using it to process payments. And so two Bitcoin, it turns out, which is still quite a bit of money locked in here, right? It's like almost $40,000 of like value locked in here because of the way lightning works, how fast it is. We don't need more than that because we can reuse the channels so much. So it's like I'm, I'm kind of learning how to use Lightning in a way that's not your traditional like hacker, you know, experimenter Lightning operator. It's more like here's how you can run. Here's how you can run a node that can help you process payments for your business. But I believe that we will one day be a much larger ranked node as we start scaling up. I hope you do. I hope you do, without a doubt. And I believe in you so much in the company <laughs> and your you. vision. You're so energetic, <laughs> and I love it. So. What are the pros and cons of Lightning Web Network and yeah. can it be improved? Yeah, very good question. The I'd say the biggest con of the Lightning Network right now is that the only asset that it can transfer is Bitcoin. And there's a lot of other assets, digital assets, that people want to be paid in these days, particularly uh, with stable coins. Uh, I, I think there's a big surge in interest in these stable tokens like USDC, particularly, because people realize, wait a minute, I want to get paid in something that's actually stable to the dollar, even though uh, it, it, it doesn't go along with a lot of the sort of ideals of Bitcoin People have practical needs, so they want to get paid in things other than Bitcoin. And right now, the Lightning Network itself only transacts directly in Bitcoin, but that is going to change 
because there is a new protocol that everyone watching or listening should keep your ears out for. It's called Taro, T-A-R-O, like the root vegetable that has just been released in its first form by Lightning Labs, the company that also makes uh, some of the most popular Lightning software that allows for the first time the issuance of assets other than Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network and transferable on Lightning. So what that means is you're going to be able soon, an implication that I see, people are going to figure out how to represent these other tokens like stablecoins, USDC, on this new network, much like how people wrap tokens on another network, people will wrap Bitcoin on Ethereum, which is essentially locking it. And it, it's it, it's this whole concept of a wrap token, but it's never been done on to Bitcoin because you couldn't do that. Now you can do that. And I think that's really exciting because Lightning is the fastest way and the best way to move value. And so if all of a sudden you can transfer anything on Lightning, I think that could be a major sort of boost for the significance of both Lightning and Bitcoin in the overall like greater what you call a crypto world. Okay. Okay. So is that also a way that you could claim nodes? Uh, well, it is. I'd say claiming nodes, you mean, it's really interesting the way that it works right now. If you go out, go on the Lightning Bridge, uh, lightningnetwork.plus or Amboss, and you look for a node, like you look for your name, right? And mm -hmm. it's not there. Go claim it. You can claim that. It's it's it is all about uh, anyone can claim a node, but it, there's no central registry. You just have to like start using that node and hook it up, so people will recognize that it's you. So I think there's actually a really kind of inter like a a room here, almost like when it was uh, in the mid '90s, everyone was rushing to get dot coms. I think if you have a company right now and you can go create a node, and especially if you're in the, the the Bitcoin or crypto world, you should have a Lightning node, and you should connect it with others peers in the space that you might even that you might have some commerce with. And before you know it, you're creating actual networks of uh, liquidity. And so, yeah, I think claiming uh, if you can if you haven't claimed a node yet, go out and do it. It's yeah. it's pretty cheap too to do right now. Okay, so you can only claim one, or can you have multiple nodes going? You can make as you can run as many as you want, but it's they're not going to really be significant unless they have channel liquidity. If you just create a node, it might be like this interesting thing to get it in the directory, but no one's going to take it too seriously if it doesn't have connections, right? So you generally, when you're starting out want to have a node so you can focus on building up that one node uh otherwise you're going to be like diluting your your efforts okay okay is is the account the same for channels though is the is, is what's the question is the count the same for channels the, the same as what, what for channels what for channels well, the way that it works is a node, a, a, a individual node, like back here on my, on here, this is, this is the, this is my node, right? And the yeah. node is one node, right? But you can see that it's got 22 channels. You see that 22 mm -hmm. channels. Mm -hmm. And that was because I actually 22 times went into my Thunder Hub and figured out how to open a channel to another node. Because see, all these nodes have an address. See, copy. You mm -hmm. can actually go up here to like, it, you could look at the, all the nodes 
and let's just say look at them by let's look at the top nodes here they are bitfinex river financial a lot of these nodes you could just go to it copy its address go to your lightning node and open a channel and add one more it they don't even generally permission you sometimes they do but generally you don't even need to ask you just connect. Now, what you need to do, though, in that case, where you're the one putting the liquidity in, is you need to put Bitcoin into a channel. So, like, right here, I could right now go to my, go over here to open node and hit copy over here. And I could go back into Thunderhub. Let's say we wanted to make a channel. I could hit open right here. And then I would just hit, uh, let's see, manual here. And say, where do I want to open a node to? I'll, let's say one of the ones I already have. And then I would say, how many sats? And then I hit connect and it would just do it. it, it I hit open channel and, uh, and it would open a channel. And all of a sudden I would have put, let's say like 10 million. That would be a 10th of a Bitcoin. And I do this all the time, 10 million. I, I could op open up a channel to one of these other nodes. And now guess what? What? Without any human intervention, I'm now able directly to send up to a tenth, up to 10 million sats directly to that node. Uh, and no one, I didn't, there wasn't even human intervention involved. So to get back to your question, you have as many channels on your node as you set up like that. And you can also get channels incoming to you from various services that will open a node to you for a fraction of the Bitcoin that it takes to open a node to them. So when all said and done, I've got one node and 22 channels so far. Thank you for clearing that for me. So what is, does this have something to do with the umbrella effect too? Oh, the, I, I think what we're talking about is umbral, the umbral umbral. effect. Yes. Umbral. Sorry umbral. about my pronunciation. No, that's all right. Umbral is, uh, umbral is something very interesting that it's this software that became really popular over the last uh, year plus that anyone can download and allow you to run your own lightning node. You have a Bitcoin node, a lightning node, and various other sorts of decentralized uh, apps in it. And so what the umbral effect is I, that uh, I don't know if, uh, that I don't know who coined that term. It might have been it might have been Max, one of my investors. He wrote a he wrote a really great uh, paper about uh, the Lightning Network last year. It was one of the things that got me really. So it was called Why Lightning? Why Now? And he talks about the umbral effect in there. And what it was was this idea that because this umbral software came out and made it easy for people to get on uh, the Lightning Network, what you saw over the last year is hundreds or probably no thousands of nodes uh, coming online from people many times who were downloading Umbral and learning how to use it. So like on Clubhouse last year, the, the, the social audio app that has been kind of really popular for Bitcoin uh, over the last two years, there's a thing called Plebnet on there. It's a group. And it's mm -hmm. people that just would go into these like Clubhouse chat rooms and talk about connecting lightning channels and setting up their nodes. And so you've got this whole crew of like hundreds of people that have connected uh connected their their nodes together. Yeah, I think there's even plebnet is there a plebnet vis visualizer? Do we have a plebnet visualizer? I'm yeah. Not sure. There it is. This okay. is plebnet. See all those nodes? Yes. These are all lightning nodes. I, look, and if you zoom in, you can see, look, there's the beer channel. 
<laughs> new, these are different people. I'm on here somewhere, right? And so you can get a sense of like how many nodes are on here. And, and this is actually a financial network. And I, I just think it's pretty cool that someone made this like visualizer to, to give you a sense of like how, how rich this is. And this is a financial network. It's a liquidity network and it's not run by the banks. So I think this is a big, big sort of next thing to be like, that could be a really big part of why uh, Bitcoin becomes like on everyone's mind again. That's one of the, yeah, and that's, that leads to my, to my next point. Like the reason why people got involved with Bitcoin is because they wanted to stop being banked mm. by a third party. So they wanted to take care of their own money. Now for you environmentalists out there, can Lightning Web Network improve the ecosystem? Oh, well, in terms of, uh, in terms of this whole issue of Bitcoin's energy consumption, mm -hmm. well, Absolutely. Uh, I, first off, I'm not someone that apologizes for Bitcoin's energy consumption because I believe that it is worth it given what it brings to the world. Yet it is also true that the more the more that we transact on Lightning, the less that we rely are relying upon main chain transactions. So I think there's a scenario where in the future, for every one main chain transaction, there may be thousands of transactions on Lightning and or Taro uh, that would, and if you look at it in terms of the energy cost per transaction, it means it goes way, way, way down. So yes, the answer is a resounding yes. Okay, okay. Now, how are entre entrepreneurs are going to be able to incorporate the adoption of Lightning Network? I think there's a couple of ways. Uh, one is that I think that uh, anyone that is involved in, I think that more and more you're going to have sit situations where various forms of businesses will realize that if they connect their businesses with a light with a lightning channel, they can do business back and forth, send money back and forth at a way that in a way that benefits both sides of the transaction because it cuts out the record company <laughs> to mix a meta to mix an analogy, you know, the traditional payment processor. So, for example. I'll just say in, in the case of my business, where I have a business that is in this sort of realm of the digital economy, I now have lightning channels connected to the exchanges that I trade with. I've, I, I have a lightning channel to OKCoin, a lightning channel to Kraken. I have lightning uh, channels open that let me receive payments from apps like Cash App. So for me, I'm looking at it at, as a new kind of an infrastructure, just like back when the internet first started, you had to go get an, a T1 line, you know, the line or the cable modem to get on the internet. It's almost like there's a new financial internet that if you get on it, you have certain advantages. Now, granted, this is more for very specific cases right now. It's not necessarily helping every kind of a business, but I think that we're, what we're going to see is this is going to get a lot more broad pretty soon that more and more businesses are going to realize that uh, there's advantages to it. Okay. Okay. Now we're coming close to the close. So what's what's global liquidity's next big move? Well, we are we are just about to release Lightning Bridge in the this uh, in the next uh, well starting next week. So we are looking to become that what I just showed you, which which the astute will saw. I even had a bug pop up when I went by it real quick. It's because we're like right at that edge of developing. Um, we're we're working out the bugs uh, bugs in it. We want to make it super solid. And when we get this out there, 
I would like to, Lightning Bridge to become what might be seen as like the Spotify of moving money, right? It's just the thing that makes it super simple. It happens right away. Everything's organized and it's easy. And so uh, that's what I'm hoping will will happen here. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else you want to share before we we come to an end? I think we've covered a lot. I think it sounds really good so far. All right. Hey, man, I'm definitely honored for you to come on the show. And uh, I hope you have a bodacious day or night, wherever you're at. You're probably tra- traveling all over the world. And, I'm in um, California, so bodacious <laughs> is right. I'm in Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And hey, I hope to see you soon at a cryptocurrency event. Yeah, or right come on. back and um, follow up on what's the progression of your company. Thanks a lot. And thanks for having me. No problem, man. Take it easy. Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand voice? Here's a secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. What a better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast. Kidcaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connection through podcast appearances. If you are an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with Kitcaster. You can expect a completely customized service from our staff of communication experts Kidcaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. Go to kidcaster.com slash crypto kid to apply your special offer for friends of this podcast. The link will also be in the description down below. And happy podcasting.